Well, hello, everybody. Today is another special day. I have a great interview planned for you today. This is something new that we're trying. Just had uh, one last week with Pastor Alvin White in uh, Rockford, Illinois. What a great time it was with him. And today, I have a very special guest with us as well. His name is Danny Goki. I'm going to bring him right now into this interview. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you I got now. Gotcha. <laughs> How you doing, Pastor? Look, dude, I got the I got the wood. You got the stone. I know. I'm actually I'm at a writing appointment right now, and so I just went out to their deck. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. How you doing today? So, great, man. How are you? Doing really good. Um, I just wanted to just have a little opportunity to talk with you for a few minutes. Um, yeah. Doing something brand new, never done it before. I've seen the other guys doing. It. I thought I'm gonna do it too. I'm bring my friends on and have a chance to just share with people about what God's doing right now, especially in the world but first before we get started how was your easter you know it's pretty uneventful <laughs> <laughs> at home eating you know gaining the quarantine 15 <laughs> i did that last quarantine was there a quarantine before <laughs> dude I, yeah i guess we've been living a life of quarantine right? <laughs> yeah i saw the news the news piece that was pretty pretty great you did yeah, I bought you guys yesterday. Well, I saw it on your Facebook, and I just happen to have it right here in case you have you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's pretty cool, man. Good looking guy there, huh? What do you think? <laughs> Very good looking guy. I gotta give it to you. God did a really good thing for us, man. We have no idea how they even found out about us, and we just um... dude, that they they found you guys. Yeah, I, we don't know. I, they, you know, I, I, wow. I've done things before in the city, and my hunch is that they were just checking in to see what we were doing because nobody called them that we're aware of at all, showed up and asked if they could do the interview. We said, absolutely, we could do it. And they could do it, and uh, it turned out really, really good. The church was really Man. excited. We had a great time with so them. You know, drive through, uh, you know, um, prayer and blessing and candy for the kids. It was, it was a great time, man. I'm glad you called I it. I love that, man. I love that. That's awesome. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Oh yeah, I thought you lost me for a minute there. Did you lose me? I got you, you're fine. Okay. Loud and clear, looking good, bro. So, anyways, what's happening in your world, man? What's going on? Talk to us a little bit. Uh, you know, um, I know we, you and I talk all the time on the phone and do different little things and talk and usually ends up talking about Jesus all the time because we're in love with him. But what's, what's, what's going on as far as, you know, this whole quarantine? What do you think about it? church anything you want to talk about man yeah i mean i i think pastor i think this is a, a shaking that's actually being done by god mm -hmm. and I, I remember when the shaking first started happening i was just thinking like i was a little bit like i was okay because we all my touring canceled i mean it literally like we don't the bulk of our income is in touring and so it ended up changing in one moment and we don't have shows on the books till about basically august and um, initially, I was like, wow, what's happening? I saw the financial structure and the economy of our earth in a moment just crumble. And I'm thinking in my head, like, wow, this is such a fragile system. I can't believe I put so much trust in this fragile system. And so, but I knew that God was shaking it. And, and I knew, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but I, I feel like God is shaking away from the church. We've been busy, but I don't think we've been necessarily fruitful. Oh. Yeah, and the prayer has changed. I and mean, this was a hard thing to pray, Pastor. But I said, God, shake me. I didn't want to pray that at first. I was like, mm, I don't want to be shaken. I kind of like <laughs> right. what, you know, I like 
things that are comfortable. Amen. But I feel like God is bringing an uncomfortable revival. Ooh, and those who are willing to get out of their comfort zone yes. will get into this uncomfortable revival. Because the uncomfortable revival is letting go of what we thought was great and receiving actually God's great plan. And so it's, it's turning everything around and it's causing me to pray more. It's causing me to study his word more. And it's causing me just to focus in uh, like never before, but this is, this is a good thing. You know, the Bible talks about that. It, it, it's good for us to be, to be disciplined by the Lord in Hebrews 12, but it also goes down and talks about how that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I remember you used to teach this years ago when I was at faith builders, you would talk about shaking and everything that was not firm in Christ would be shaken away, but it's not for, it's not bad. It's for good. We can really realize the things that we really thought were, I guess we built things up um, and they weren't as great as we thought they were and they were shaken in one moment. So I'm ready to be, I'm ready to be more fruitful than ever. And I'm praying saying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. Not mine, because you know, we can cloak. And I feel like this happens in the church a lot because we, this is where we live and this is where we, you know, we, we do a lot in the church, all of us. And, but it's causing, you know, I lost my point. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's just causing us to just, I think it's just causing us to really just say, all right, I was building this, but maybe I need to focus and say, God, what are you building? Come on. Look, I, I, I got to concur with that. First of all, I want to say this about you. Um, what I love about you is that, you know, God's given you a degree of, um, you know, fame and attention and notoriety in the body of Christ and around the world. And what I love about you, Dan, so much that has just kept me so close to you is your fire for God. You've never, ever waned in that. You've never let any type of fame, you know, you see that happen with a lot of time with, with Christians. Yeah. Um, whether they be Christian, or whether they be preachers or, or Christian artists, um, it goes through their head and, and, and they, they forget to pray. They forget, I'm not going to judge anybody, I'm just saying they forget to do the things they, they yeah. normally would do when they were hungry to make it. And you kind of, quote unquote, have made it um, uh, by a lot of people's um, uh, mindsets. And yet at the same point, you, you've kept your hunger for God all these years and always at the cutting edge of what God is doing today in the earth. You, not just with your music, uh, which I believe is very prophetic, brings hope yeah. to so many people around the world. But um, just in your demeanor, your your day to day walk with God, um, the influence you have with people. Not saying all that stroke you, just telling you the truth. Um, it's very uh, commendable and 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 it's it's contagious. Uh, when you and I talk on the phone, we get together and we talk. It's like we you know we always pick off pick up where we left off. Yeah. But at the same point, we're not we don't reminisce a lot about the old days. I, yeah. I can't remember a conversation we've ever had. Yeah, I think so too. Hey, remember this, remember that, which is fun to do. Nothing wrong yeah. with that, but we always are talking about what God's doing currently. And yeah. I love this. Here you are, a Christian artist, but man, there's a depth to what God has given you and where you're going and where God's taking you. We don't have time to talk about everything today, and we certainly won't reveal everything God has in the future, but obviously it's bright, and um, it's, it's more than just music. It's a message that God's putting on the inside mm -hmm. of you, and I think it's incredible. One of the things, Danny, real quick, uh, I want to say that – and, and just where you were going with the conversation was about two weeks before the pandemic happened. I didn't even think about it. I heard it in the news from China, but it was over there, right? So it wasn't yeah. here in America. So pray for them, but it wasn't here. So obviously my attention wasn't on it, but I received a word from the Lord about the fact that <laughs> there was a coming revival 
Um, yeah. And you, you said it so perfectly, but the way he related to me was um, that it was going to be a revival of confrontation. That wow. God yep. was about to bring a lot of exposure, uh, good and bad, exposes the right things and exposes also the, the, the wrong. But at the same point, um, it would not be a, like um, in times past where it was like a feel-good message. It was going to be a drawing, God drawing a line uh, with wow. his people, uh, getting things right. Do you feel like that's what God is saying to you as well? Absolutely. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, I, I remember you sent that word when you said mm -hmm. that right now, because you had sent that some of your spiritual sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. But my wife, when you said that, um, as you brought it up now, I'm remembering the word you gave, because uh, I actually went back and referenced that word uh, mm -hmm. like two or three weeks ago. But my wife has been saying it since the last end of the last year. My wife's an intercessor, and a prayer word, but she's oh, been really? saying like yeah. this, God's drawn the line in the sand. And she mm -hmm. keeps saying God's drawn the line in the sand. And, but, but this is for our good. And like you said, it's not a feel-good message because unfortunately we built, we built upon a feel-good life. And when you do that for a moment, if you can let that go, and that's, I think that's where it was for me, Pastor, was like, I need to let go of what I, what I thought was the best plan. Like for me, because, you know, this year we had set some financial goals to redo some things in our house and redo these things. But I'm actually so happy, and, and I really want to encourage people, Pastor, because this whole, I remember I thought that, like, shake me. I said, I don't want to pray that. I really don't, because it was uncomfortable. Yes. But when you let go, when you finally let go and say, you know what, I honestly was building on sand, some of these things. Because, Pastor, with the church and with Christian music, it's easy to look like easy to cloak this in oh we're doing this for the kingdom we're doing this for the kingdom we're doing this for god we stamp it with god and yeah. really really honestly god's not in it and the bible says unless the lord builds the house those who labor labor in vain and pastor i think even for myself and i think i speak on behalf of a lot of people in the church there was a little bit of laboring in vain and this moment to pause now i've been reading through the scriptures and this is what i'm seeing pastor so you're asking me what i feel god is speaking to me um this all happened during Passover. We all know that. But you know what Jesus said right after Passover, right after he broke bread with the disciples, right after he, 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 he they, they let him in, excuse me, they let him in and on the palm trees and the Hosanna, Hosanna. Then he went in and, and he turned the temples. And then he started speaking very harshly to the hypocrites, to the church, I guess, at that time. Yes. And he, but he said one statement, he said, you missed the hour of my visitation. I'm scared, Pastor, that people are going to miss the visitation because once this lifts, I'm nervous that for the church, that some people are going to run back to the normality because this things will become normal, so to speak, in our economy. Yeah. I actually think things in our economy will get better. But if we don't shut off Netflix, because right now, remember, we were busy out here, but now we're at home and there's a new busyness. There is this new business on social media. I'm noticing in my realm of work that it's like almost like who's bringing in the biggest social media platforms, who's getting the best. Uh, you know what I'm seeing? It's like who's doing the best thing. Touring is now moved to social media. And there's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But if, if we just do what we did out there and bring it here, did anything change? Come on. And, and when we come on, like, so for me, but I'm saying like, God, when I get to this platform, what can I do? I want to make sure it's fruitful. Um, so anyways, 
so I don't want to miss the hour of visitation. I don't want to fill this moment with Netflix. I don't want to fill this moment with social media. I, although there's, I'm not cutting them out completely. Me and my family have been doing communion. We've been opening the word like never before. All I'm saying, I refuse to miss the hour of visitation because this is the hour of visitation. This is where the line in the sand is being drawn. And Jesus spoke it during the Passover in the Gospels. And so I'm saying this is a direct representation. So I'm just asking people, don't miss out what God's doing. Don't become busy at home now and miss out because God can hit the pause button, but we have every choice to just keep going. Dude, I feel like speaking in tongues, bro. You are freaking <laughs> here, the fire, right here in this interview. That is the word of the Lord, my friend. That's God. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what I'm hearing you saying is what is directly in my prayer life. This is about preparation. This yeah. could be very much a um, dress rehearsal of something even more real to come. God forbid, Danny, God forbid. But here's the good news. Just like in the, the time of Egypt, when God said, you know, let my people go and, and Pharaoh refused to do it. And then there were plagues as a result of that disobedience. Yeah. God's people were spared, Danny. None of them are harmed, not one, yep. even to the very end to where death came as the plague. People are referring to this plague as the death plague. This could be the frogs. This could be the lice. We don't know. Mm -hmm. wow. My point is, my point wow. is, if we don't put Netflix and we refuse to put Netflix in our downtime and, um, you know, any type of recreational type thing, just to fill our headspace what, right now, and we don't allow God to really move through us and prayer in prayer, intercession in prayer, uh, we may miss something very important. Hold up one second. I think I lost you, pal. There you go. You're back. Are you there? Wait, sorry. Yeah, there? I'm just, there, the video's back. There we go. My point is, is that, is that, you know, we may miss the fact that what God's trying to do right now is make us the spiritual warriors we we're always intended to be. Because yeah. like you said, we we're so much involved in making sure our life was more comfortable. The gospel's never been comfortable. It's not that we, no. we shouldn't have comfort. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we, to, to, that the goal, like the end goal of our life should be comfort. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. Many times the, the, right. the, the, the gospel brought riots, you know, in, in the city, not, not just revival always wow. brings something that most people don't want to hear. And that's called, it stirs stuff up and riots. My point is to you is this, that if we take this moment and opportunity to begin to pray and seek God, then whatever's yeah. coming down the pike next, we're prepared. We're ready. Wow. So it will not come to us. Years ago, one of the things that put in my spirit was mission versus ambition. And I, I saw a lot of what mm -hmm. you're saying. I saw there were a lot that what I was building, a lot of what I was doing was for me. I didn't wow. know any better. I thought wow. that's what you did to build your ministry. I, that's what I saw. That's what I heard. But unfortunately, I had to learn the hard way. That's not necessarily what God wants you to do. And right. um, I won't go down the litany of things that I had to learn through, but I will tell you this you're either going to be on the mission of your life or the ambition of your life. Wow. And if you're going to have ambition, make sure it's the mission because the mission is what should fuel you every day in your purpose. And I promise you this, whoever's listening to me, if you're trying to actually do this, uh, uh, you know, in your life to, to, I'm going to, I'm going to be a great uh, singer one day, or I'm going to be a great preacher one day. Or I'm a great business leader. I'm telling you it's futile. It will not last forever. That feeling that you, you think you're going to have of peace that's not what it's going to end up being. It's going to be nothing more than trouble, than more than it's worth. But if you always seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all those things that you want will be added unto you. And Danny, what I hear you saying is exactly that. We are being prepared for the future. Yeah. Revival that's coming today may not be feel good. 
it may yeah. actually be a confrontation, like your wife said, a line being drawn in the sand. I love that. You know, Pastor, and I think that I love that because it wasn't easy for me to go look at my touring schedule, look at my schedule and say, wow, some of this looks like ambition. But, you know, we're in this fishbowl, like America's this fishbowl where we're taught to go follow our dreams. So that's why it's so important to be renewed by the word of God. And when I saw it all kind of crumbled, now, of course, I love the Lord, but it, it was like you said, it was, I guess the confrontation for me was like, man, I think I've been busy and not fruitful. Uh, the, the fruit, there could have been more fruit. Cause I started thinking about one of the scriptures that came to me was he's the vine with the branches and everything that doesn't, uh, it doesn't bear fruit. He cuts away. And I was like, man, all right, it's time to really take this up a notch yeah. and say, God, what's like, like, what's that mission? I love that line mission versus ambition. Mm -hmm. Let me share a story. So my friend, Brian Welch, uh, a lot of people I think might know him. He, he is in a band corn, but he had this big, uh, massive moment with Christ that God intercepted his life. He was druggy, alcohol, doing everything that, have you heard of the band Corn Pastor? Oh, yeah, familiar with I, that? Mm -hmm. And so they, but, and he walked away from the band. But you know what the interesting lesson he learned? Because mm. he's now back in the band. And now I believe one of the, I think the drummer, the bass player is saved now. And he's, the band is starting to come to the Lord um, slowly. But it wasn't that God didn't want him to have what he had it was all backwards so now he's in the band corn he's not doing the things he was before money's not an idol anymore mm. but he's now using this platform as a witness to people i don't think any of these things are bad he'll tell you this because he walked away from the band where immediately gave like almost everything he had away and God restored everything back once there was a divine order back in what he's doing. Everybody knows that man is a Christian. He is a, a metalhead and he's, but he's the most genuine, one of the most genuine people that I know that loves Jesus. And I recommend everyone to go get his book because in his book, he explains how God restored it all. And it's a pretty crazy life, the rock and roll life. But what I'm saying is God, he put these dreams in our heart. Yeah. But like you said, the ambition needs to be behind the mission. mission. But yes. too long, we're cloaking. We yeah. deceive ourselves and don't even know it. We're, yeah. we're just stamping the name of Jesus on something and trying to build these things where God's like, yeah, it's there. But let me just realign and refocus because there's a few things that if I don't intercept right now, it's going to get really far off. And so I just sense God is doing that all over. But my biggest concern is, are we paying attention? His time of visitation is right now. And there's more visitation, but I think this is where the line is being drawn, where people are going to go back and I guess harden their hearts. And then some people are going to move forward and going to see the glory of God. Well, well put, my friend. I appreciate you so very much. I love you, man, with all my heart. I think our last conversation we had on the telephone was just uh, was in line with this and um, how you were saying that this year you were you were going to get basically rid of the draws, anything that wasn't of the Lord, um, yeah. wanted out of your life, and um, because you really, really wanted to become fruitful. So I know this yeah. is in your spirit. And I, when you say, guys, when when preachers, we're both preachers. When we when we talk like this. Um, usually we're preaching to ourselves first. This is something yep. we're living out ourselves. We don't want to live like this. We don't want to have a life filled with just ambition. We yeah. want to have the mission of the Lord and make sure that we're giving, giving credit to him. And I want to make sure too, Danny, that nobody feels condemned by yeah. what we're saying, because like yeah. I said, a lot of this is just ignorance. I didn't know. I just didn't know. I thought that's what you did. 
Um, I come from a long, long line of entrepreneurs, people that just made things happen. You know, you work hard, you get things done and that's what you do, you know? And then you learn that, wow, uh, you know, my, my hard work really doesn't matter if God's not really behind it and in it. Yeah. It shouldn't be about building me. It should be about building the kingdom of God. This is that last day movement that we're going to be building truly the kingdom of God and God is going to reign as God and King of the earth. And so exciting times we live in, but again, it doesn't mean that we give up our dreams. Like you said, whatever God puts in us, he put right. in us. And we're going to see, here's the thing. We're going to be happier this way. Amen. You know, that's the thing because there's, there's not, because the keeping up with the Joneses mentality is going away too. And that happens in the church. I mean, I know people, and, and like you said, there's no condemnation. There's this competition actually, in the body of Christ. Dude, can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Man. And I almost feel like I, cause I, I'm in the industry. So I hear it a lot. I mean, I had, I had a conversation with my agent and I just said, man, we, you know, we all cloak it, but we need to just, I mean, this is a shaking from God and I just, but it excites me. If it doesn't excite you, I think you're not really seeing what God's trying to do. And I want, I'm hoping people open your eyes, just like when Jesus was revealed to the disciples, they were kind of yes. just complaining about what had happened. I, I was reading this and I love this story. And he, and he's, he's revealing himself through the prophets and explaining the whole word. And literally they're in agony and they're discouraged. Some of you might be discouraged right now, but then Jesus opened their eyes and they finally got to see, Oh, this is what God was doing. I think that's what's happening. We're actually going to open our eyes. Like, Oh my gosh, I was over here doing this when actually God wanted to do this thing. And it's way more exciting what he wanted to do way more fulfilling <laughs> way more fruitful i'm just saying like this is the excitement this is why i'm saying shake me shake yes. me because i was i want the best not what i think is best yes well i love that no competition here because you know competition that kind of stuff has such torment to it anyways be the best you that god's called you to be and don't worry about what everybody's yeah. is doing in their own sphere of influence i know that um like I was, I'll tell people, I'll be preaching a lot, Danny. I'll say, you know, um, I talk about, I'll talk about Joel Osteen. I'll reference him yeah. a lot because I yeah. love Joel Osteen. And I tell people, if you don't love Joel Osteen, God will not let you into heaven. That's just the way it's going to be. It's God the Father, God the Father, <laughs> and, Father and Joel Osteen. Everybody knows this. Yeah. <laughs> He's the most lovable guy in the world. And yet I see him being one of the most hated people. And I'm going, how yeah. is this possible? And I, and again, maybe I'm saying too much, but I hear from preachers the most and I'm thinking yeah. what in the world, but the truth is Danny, it's just nothing more than good old fashioned jealousy and competition. Yeah. And he has something that they don't have or they strive to have. And we just want to say, Danny, and I just want to say, you don't have to strive. That's the beautiful yeah. part about it. God has called you. He's given you a field and it's incredible. And success is not contingent on how big it is, how big you think it should yeah. be. Your success yeah. is, did you fulfill the mission that God gave Ooh. you? You're pretty good. No. So I, I love it. I mean, that's something. How long have you been preaching that mission ambition one? Because I, I feel like I've heard it before from yeah, you. Yeah, before you, you were preaching it when I was. Yeah, before you left. I, was, I think it was 2005, something like that, six. Yeah. Yeah, dude, what a power. I need to go back and reference that. that. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Praise God, man. Awesome, Thank God. you. Look, I know thank your you. time is valuable. Thank you so very much. Before you go, I just got to know, what's your favorite food? <laughs> is all of it part of it? <laughs> is all it's of a it category? Uh, uh, <laughs> category or not? Uh, whatever you like. All of, all of it. 
Um, I think, yeah, all of it. I, man. You like Puerto Rican food best. You like Italian food best. You I, like, you like. Okay, so I've had real Italian. So recently, I, I went to Italy uh, a year and a half ago, and I finally realized, oh, I have not had real Italian. Real Italian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now, actually, probably Italian food is one of my best right now. Puerto Rican food is always up there because I was around the culture for so long. My yeah. wife's Cuban, so her Cuban food. Uh, okay, Peruvian food is actually pretty incredible, too. I would say Peruvian and Italian right now are my favorites. I got I got the pleasure of having a few years back uh, your, yeah. your father-in-law's Peruvian food. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Just fantastic. Well, when you come to Nashville, we're going to cook for you again. And, and Dude, I can't more, wait. So. I cannot wait. I love you, pal. Thanks so much for your love time. You. Yeah, I love you, Pastor. We'll Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye.